Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Sunranto Show is listener supported and brought to you by our Super Ranters. Find out more about how you can listen early and ad free and become part of the Super Rancher family at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Sean Ranto. Oh, I, dude, I don't I, have I, the lungs for that shit. At the beginning of the scream, I was like, oh my God, Michael Cotton's going to lose his job. There's no way that uh, that this, fr- this fresh sound is going to come out of Crawley's voice. And then you just, it just, like the baseball negotiations, just fell apart right in the middle. It petered um, out. Hey, welcome to the Sunranto Show. I'm Danny Lockout. Uh, I mean Rocket, and uh, we're here, of course, as always, with Mister Crawley's Cubs and a very special guest on the show. Uh, in for the at a band concert of his children, Michael Cot- Cotton. We have Sarah Sanchez from Bleed Cubby Blue, and also the Cup of Cubby Blue podcast, which I also participate in. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, we're locked out, like for real now. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, Crawley, how you doing? Just uh, what's your general mood right now? How you? I mean, it's not like I should be surprised, but we're Cub fans. There's always hope, right? And so you say to yourself, my belief was always that spring training would start right around March 15th. I still stand by that. I still feel that that has a possibility, but I'm just annoyed because this to me is very much like watching someone with like a really bad addiction problem. You're watching somebody you love hurt themselves and they won't stop. And there's nothing you can do. And that's what it feels like to me. I'm just sitting here watching baseball death by a thousand cuts. Just frustrating. Baseball is the meth of sports basically is what you're saying. (laughs) Sarah, how are you feeling about it? What's your, are you mad? Are you disappointed? Are you, are you ready to grab the pitchforks and the, the flaming torches and go to New York uh, how you feeling? I mean, I'm pretty mad, but I also think that it's important to remember that a lot of people saw this coming. So even before all of the stuff with the 2020 season and the players and the owners couldn't get together to negotiate anything, I remember writing in 
the 2017 offseason and the 2018 offseason that the free agent market seemed really unusually slow and that that was an effect of the last CBA negotiation. We all lived through Chris Bryant's Super 2 grievance and all of the ramifications of that. And that was another thing that was just like kindling on a fire for these fights. So I'm not surprised. I'm angry. I think that this is a symptom of a broader overall problem in our society with just the audacity of billionaires, man. Like I am so over billionaires. Like we don't need any of them. And I am sick of living by their whims and rules. And we can get into that as we talk. But I, I guess I'm frustrated. I want there to be baseball as much as anyone. But I think it's really important to couch that frustration in the fact that if the players don't have this fight now, things only get worse and the game gets worse. So I am going to stand with the players. I want them to get everything that they deserve. And man, the owners can just, am I allowed to swear on this show? Oh, this fuck is the yeah. Sun Ranthers show. Of course you fucking can. God damn it. <laughs> right. The owners can go fuck themselves. I'm over it. There you go. You know, Sarah, um, you, you brought it up and, and this is really the roots of this really, you know, start heating up around the 2016 CBA, right? Last time that went through this, but you know, then all of a sudden COVID happened 2020 and then 2021 was, a you know, partial fans and all sorts of rules and regulations. Part of me, and, and like I said, holding out hope was like, they can't be this stupid. They can't be this obtuse to do something like this when, when you now have people that are really financially hurting still, you know what I mean? People that you know, just want to get back to normal more than anything in the world. No matter what side of the political divide you are on, you want life to be back to normal. We're done with this shit. And you have an opportunity to have a spring training. And I and I, we've talked about on this show how much the, the people of Arizona and Florida, the cities, the people, the taxpayers have invested, and they're getting fucked again for a third yeah. year in a row. So that was my, in the back of my head, I'm like, they, they can't really be willing to drive the car off the cliff. Like they really, this is insanity right now. Yeah. Let me, I want to bring up a quote that I, I read this uh, online today. This is, I don't even know who this is. This is Russian warship GFY Andy Glockner. I don't even know who that is. I just happened to see this. It was retweeted into my feed. It, he said, my opinion as a non-billionaire is sports <laughs> franchise ownership has civic responsibility that should supersede your desire to steal every last dollar in a negotiation. You're all filthy rich. You got much of what you wanted. What the hell are you jeopardizing games for? And I think that's pretty much exactly what you just said, Crawley. It's just like you've been through this thing three years in a row. You've got an antitrust situation. You are the national pastime, and you just don't care for – because the, what, are we, what are we talking about? A, honestly, a couple million dollars per owner in – as far as giving to what the players went to, what was it that, what were they down to at the end for the bonus pool to try to ensure that younger players get paid? What were they down to the players? So so the players were at $85 million. The owners, I think came down, came up to 30 or to 20. No, they like, they can't 30 was, they came up to like 30 ish. Basically there's like a 55, $60 million gap between the two. So you're right. It's about $2 million per owner. I guess the owners could also make the argument that the players would like the competitive balance tax threshold to rise at a rate. 
at least that of inflation. Like right now, the owner, I, I love how the owners are fine charging us more for tickets. They're fine charging us more for beer. They're fine yeah, charging inflation. us more for, they're fine charging us more for jerseys. They're fine charging us more for parking. They're totally fine with all of that. The one thing in the universe they do not think should go up in price ever is the competitive balance tax threshold, which they think should just be flat. They think it they wanted it to be flat at the current rates all the way through the next CBA. It has not risen at the rate of inflation. I read from Travis Sachik earlier this month that if the CBT had just gone up with the rate of inflation over the last 10 years of deals, it should be at $293 million. That should be the first barrier threshold. And get, yep. and it's not there. <laughs> it's well, not. You close. know, I, I forgot to announce that we're going to have a guest on this show later uh, from uh, Joe from Obvious Shirts, who never raises prices on his shirts. They're, in fact, they only go down in price. He only puts them on sale. They're 30 bucks, and that includes ship, shipping, then they go down. He's going to be by later on in the show to give us his top 11 rejected Obvious Shirts idea. I well, forgot to mention that. Sarah, uh, real quick, I'm going to put up that graph that you put in your article today on Bleed Cubby Blue, Sarah. This is the team revenue and uh, the MLB estimated average team revenue uh, and the uh, average opening day payroll and also the uh, estimated average team revenue and the first CBT tier. And as you can see, the revenue has largely outpaced the uh, payrolls and also the the CBT. And so, uh, you know, this is that's I think what this fight is. They are making more money. Players want a piece of it. Now you're going to throw gambling revenues and all that into it, and it's going to get even worse. But Carly, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, I've been battling with some morons about, you know, carrying water for owners, basically, you know, and well, the you know the players are getting all this money, and it's the ticket prices keep going up, and a family can't afford to go, and I'm like. I've been a season ticket holder for 20 years, 20 years. Think about that. Okay. And I've been there when the Cubs have spent and I've been there when they've cut payroll. Ask me how many times ticket prices have gone down per year. Never, never once have I gotten an invoice that was less than the previous invoice. Doesn't matter if they're spending or not spending. It always goes up. So if it's the players that are supposedly driving up the price of tickets, then why doesn't my price of a ticket season ticket go down when they cut? Yeah. Was my tick were my tickets going down this year when they cut payroll almost in half? No. And and that's been the case especially with the teams that don't even care if they draw fans at all like Pittsburgh because they're walking away with their entire payroll paid by the rest of the league right now because of the competitive balance tax. So. Well, and revenue sharing and TV revenue deals, sharing. right? I mean, it is a it is a very profitable venture to own a major league baseball team. The big market teams kick a certain amount of money into a pot that goes to the small revenue teams. The idea being that if somehow the Chicago Cubs, the Boston Red Sox, and the New York Yankees did not give money to the Tampa Bay Rays, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Colorado Rockies, they would never, ever be able to field a competitive team. But there's no strings attached to that money. They don't have to spend that money on payroll. And in fact, they don't, which is why the MLBPA currently has a grievance against MLB and against a number of small market teams, including some of the ones I just named, to, to combat unfair labor practices 
because they are literally taking revenue sharing money and not putting it back into payroll. They are taking TV money that is not going back into payroll. Part of the reason the owners are so intent on expanded playoffs is because there's $100 million to be split amongst all 30 teams in that deal. That's before you factor in gambling or anything else. If they can get that 14-team expanded playoff, that is $100 million they split amongst themselves. If it's 12 teams, it's $85 million. That is money that will not go to salaries. That is more than what should go into that pre-arb pool per team that we were just talking about. And yet, will it? Will it go to players? Absolutely not. And to put not this in perspective, to put this in perspective, this is less than Jan Gomes is making in a year, right? The Cubs go out and sign Jan Gomes. They're big, like, we finally got a multi-year free agent signing. I, I jest, obviously. <laughs> Jan Gomes is going to make more in a single year than, than what we're asking the owners to spend to make sure that pre-arb players, when they win the rookie of the year or the MVP like Chris Bryant don't have to settle for making less than a million dollars because they happen to be in the first year of their MLB career. It's not. Yeah. And, and, and now they just offered that it would be what the rookie of the year and the bat and the rookie of the year runner two, up. I think, yeah. So yeah, two, only two guys. I mean, are you kidding me <laughs> too? And meanwhile, you've got, uh, you know, oftentimes you'll get somebody, I mean, look at freaking Patrick wisdom. You know, like he's he's a prime example. Comes up, hits thirty home runs. Uh, Frank Schwindel too. I mean, that wasn't even a full year of service time for him. So, um, I want to back up just slightly and to Sunday night. I just want to because there was a little bit of hope when we all. I couldn't believe that Twitter, cynical Twitter, of somehow got duped again by Bob Nightingale. Like, I don't know how we did. I mean, even me, I was like, hey, Bob's like breaking stories here. Like, what's going on? So I I read, (laughs) I'm on Twitter and I see Bob, this is at midnight Eastern time, tweeting out, it is now midnight and no one is moving as the two sides moving ever so closer. I'm like, he's trolling us, right? He's just, he knows that we think, He's boob and he's got to know this has got to be, he's got to be fucking with us. He's got to be. That is my favorite Bob Nightingale tweet ever. When I saw that, my initial reaction was, is he wrong if nobody knows what this tweet means? And I honestly yeah. sat and thought about that for like five minutes. I'm like, Bob Nightingale always has to be wrong. Is he wrong if we can't figure out what this tweet says? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like a haiku that I don't know. It's it definitely is the sound of one hand clapping kind of thing. Now, and then he, a, lot, a lot of the players though are pretty angry, okay? Because what they are saying is that it was the owners feeding this to Bob or whoever else to make it seem oh yep. this is close, but at the very end the players just wouldn't accept it. When the players are saying no, we weren't close, and B they tried to get a lot of shit in. At the in the deadline that wasn't in before, this wasn't happening. Yeah, and I've I've got a few of those uh, player statements. I, I I don't know if you put any of these in in the brand here, but I, I have a couple. Um, let's see. There's this one from well, Lance McCullers. Uh, he says it's mind blowing. These dudes legitimately caused these issues and continue to lie about it. Walk out on us in Dallas. Lock us out. Don't speak to us for six weeks. Take weeks at a time to respond to our proposals. Clearly don't care about fans, baseball, or the game. It's exhausting. So these guys are just trying to play baseball. 
you know, and they're just, and now they be, have to become professional negotiators, you know, and, and then Mike Trout, he went out there and he said on Facebook, actually, of all places, he doesn't have a Twitter. I, I want to play. I love our game, but I know we need to get the CBA right. Instead of bargaining in good faith, MLB locked us out. Instead of negotiating a fair deal, Rob canceled games. Players stand together for our game, for our fans, and for every player who comes after us, we owe it to the next generation. And Jay Hay came out too. And this one's a lot longer, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he went more into... Uh, you know, that when he saw uh, Rob Manfred out there, and we're going to go into his press conference, Jay Hay said the look on his face is a sigh of relief. He thought the players were about to accept the deal, and we were going to start the season, season which all along he did not want to start on time. And I thought that was interesting that the players are saying that too because we've been saying that here in the fake press that uh, they don't care about, April games because they don't sell well. They, they could give a shit. They're screwing over spring training. They don't care about that. They didn't even pay for those stadiums. The city of, of Scottsdale did. Then you got now they don't, they're not really losing money. First of all, they're not losing any money at all. There's not making any money. Uh, they're not making any money until May. So they could give a shit about the April. So, I mean, I just threw a lot out there. The players know it. Uh, you know, thoughts. And it was really ironic that the second, the second that Manfred came out and said, you know, we're bumping the first two series, it was immediately wiped on the, uh, if you went to your MLB team app, those first series were gone in my app. So I have an app, uh, the app ballpark app, where I have all my tickets in. And so see if I could show this really quick. I don't know if it'll come through here. But if you're looking here, these are my tickets. They're right here, and if they put they put them. They load them all into your phone. Can I see the barcodes just to make sure? <laughs> here you go, buddy. Really there you go. Tickets. There you go. <laughs> no, I don't so believe you, you, Carly. Show me the barcodes. If you take a look here, this is now. You see, I'm going to be in Arizona. I'm still going. Fuck the owners. Not going to ruin my good time. And then uh, you could see they got opening night being Thursday, April seventh for the home opener against the Brew Crew. Yeah. Um, and Corey F. asks a really important question, okay, is that are you getting refunds? The Cubs very quickly, I know that the Padres put something out very quickly that said we were offering refunds for anyone missing games. The Cubs did not. And then the next day we got this email, okay? And basically what the email says is you have the option to receive a credit or a refund for your tickets through home games. Uh, da, da, da. You have to complete a survey. When the pandemic happened in 2020, I had already paid up. And I said, you know what? You can keep the tickets and I'll roll it into my account for next year. No big deal. Don't, you know, no big deal. This time I said, fuck you. Give me my money back. I took my money. You don't know. I mean, you don't know how long this could go on because I, I think what's interesting about the players and the, them having the social media, we've, we've kind of uh, on the show with Sarah, on this show, Sunranzo show, we have talked about, over and over again, how the players have a voice this time. And it seems like it kind of has, um, uh, what's the word for it? A, a mass, uh, what's that called? A critical mass to it, where it's possible that this thing could get a momentum in and of itself. 
the union will run out of money to pay these guys, at least to stem some of their personal losses for a while. But I don't think they have a year's worth of money. What are they giving them, 15 grand a month or something like that? I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, don't, think they're, I don't think they're paying that to all players. I think that they're being selective about who is getting those stipends, which is important. I also think that um, my understanding with that money is that – ML, the MLBPA has basically been sucking away their licensing fees for the last five years. They knew this fight was coming, and that means every time that you buy a jersey, like a Jason Hayward jersey or a Wilson Contreras jersey, a, a part of that revenue goes to the players because it is their name that you're buying. Uh, and that portion has been socked away in an account for precisely this day. And, and Danny, you brought this up. I actually have this later in the show notes, but I want to bring it up now because um, I think it is important. You know, during the two press conferences yesterday, and I know that we'll talk about the tone and tenor of them. I wrote a piece about that today. Uh, the thing that, re- the moment that jumped out at me more than any moment in both of them, even more than Rob Manfred opening his with laughter, which was just shameful and awful, uh, is there was this question that was posed to both Max Scherzer and Andrew Miller, the player representatives who were at the table with Tony Clark and Bruce Meyer. And the question was, so how long can the players hold out here? Are you prepared? And, and the question didn't even finish before Andrew Miller just jumped in real quiet, very, very stoic and said, we're prepared. And I got the distinct impression that the MLBPA knows this is it. Like if you don't take a stand now, the structure is going to, they're already not getting all the things that they should get. They're already, the deal, if it was signed today, would be an owner-friendly deal. The reason that if you took everything that the MLBPA wants, it would be a win for the owners. The owners would still make more money than the players, and the players wouldn't get a fair share, and the players who are youngest wouldn't get enough money. It is an owner-friendly deal right now. And the players know that if they don't take a stand right now, they will never get that bargaining power back. And the owners know that if they can make the union break, they can break the union. And that is what this is about. So, And we've been looking at this kind of thing. And we've been looking at this kind of being the operational way of our society since Reagan fired the air traffic controllers, which is probably most people watching this show don't even remember. I was six or seven years old when this happened. So it's like, you know, this is 50 years of, uh, or 40 years, I should say. of Don't this. make us older than we already are, yes. Danny. Jesus 40, Christ. This is 40 years of this kind of dismantling of the unions. I'm in a couple of unions. They have gotten in worse as time has gone on with less health care. Uh, more dues, you know, it, we pay more, get less. It's been like this for a long time. And I do agree that it's like, it feels like I know it on uh, Bleed Cubby Blue or a cup of Cubby Blue, I said, I've been calling the owners religiously greedy. And I was thinking about that. And I, and I think it's more an operational greed. Like they are operationally greedy. It is more of like, it's, it's like a mantra. It's like, and Rand sits on everyone's shelf there and they must and they must be the masters of the universe because this is the garbage that gets these billionaires off. It's all about who can beat who, who can be the mo- more, most powerful of, of, of uh, the billionaires and take as much power as they can. Uh, it's a small club, 30 owners, 30 in the whole world. You only got 30 people that own baseball clubs. Well, let's, you know, I mean, think about the owner of the Cubs. The owner of the Cubs is Joe Ricketts. Okay, Papa Joe. Make make no mistake of that. And for those of us in the Chicagoland area, 
Joe Ricketts bought a media outlet here. Was it what was the name of it? Uh, uh, curb, curb, uh, curbside, Chicago curb, curb. Somebody put it in the chat. Somebody in the chat. My brain's not working, but curbside. Literally, or- he he bought this outlet, and then the second they unionized, he closed the whole thing down. Fucking just yeah. shut it down. Yeah, that's and what it's, it's all about. It's and it's operational. God forbid the ushers at Wrigley Field try to form a union. They'd they'd close it down and move to Arlington Heights with the Bears. Wasn't that the precursor to Black Club Chicago? I can't remember what it was Black called. Club. It was it, like, Black Club, not Curb, It was yeah. whatever came before Black Club. And I remember Right, it's before the Chicago Black DNA? Club. Yes, Chicago DNA info. And and the day it went dark, and this is this is so brutal. Like if you're a writer, you know how important that archive of your past work is to demonstrate to other people what you have done and what is out there. And and no writer shares like no writer has like every single piece they've ever written downloaded somewhere. Like my pieces that I've written for fan graphs live on fan graphs. My pieces that I've written for baseball perspective live on baseball perspective. My pieces that I've written for bleed cubby blue live on SB nation's bleed cubby blue website. Right. And so when those things go down, you're kind of relying on that archive to stay up. And if I remember correctly, the Ricketts like obliterated the archive, the archive yep. was just every story that had ever been written was just gone, which yeah. is, horrifying yeah um i i wanted to take a just a quick commercial break uh real quick we can we can cool out for a moment and uh <sighs> then we'll come out back and we'll talk more about this because yeah, unfortunately so yeah I, I, unfortunately we're not talking about uh, anything else like we've only been talking about the stupid lockout since december 2nd i mean the last fun thing we talked about is when we when we got correa to retweet us singing christmas carols like that's the last good thing that happened it's been a long time it's been like three freaking months so anyway uh why don't you uh go to sunranto shopping and buy stuff through our links and then you could help with this show stay on the air here's a commercial for exactly that please stick with with us we'll be back in one minute If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fan's Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. You know, tons of people take a multivitamin, including me. I take not just a multivitamin, but extra vitamin D uh, because I live in Chicago and don't get a lot of sun. And uh, I take uh, probiotics and, uh, you know, I, I must take sometimes five, six pills a day. Uh, especially during the winter, vitamin C, zinc. Uh, Anyway, there's a a better solution for that, Uh, and it's one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. Um, You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients, and it helps to support your gut health, 
the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. How much do my 17,000 vitamins cost? Probably more than that. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills like I take and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do it today. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. And guess what? Sun Ranto Show is a part of it. You can go download ColorCast, follow Sun Ranto Show, and the show you're listening to right now, directly after it, we we went on ColorCast and we had a great time over there. And we just, we kept on going with the show on ColorCast. And uh, you can join the room. All you got to do is follow Sun Ranto Show. Here's what you got to do, actually. Download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter. Join the Baseball League. Follow Sun Ranto Show. And you're going to be notified when my room goes live. And uh, we're going to be going live after every single live show this month. At the very least, uh, until the season gets started, directly after the Sun Ranto show. So check it out. It's a really cool app. And uh, join on up. I also want to add, too, is that if you were a Patreon subscriber, uh, you would be getting a copy of our conversation on the ColorCast app. That would be an addendum to the normal podcast that you're listening to now. So there is more Sun Ranto show that you're just not getting because you're not a Patreon member. Also, <laughs> you had to listen to a ColorCast app uh, ad and an Athletic Greens ad, which the Patreon uh, subscribers did not. So, your choice. In the meantime, download ColorCast. Listen to us over there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, buy our shit. So I, I've got a uh, a couple things a couple things I wanted to go through just that are just kind of fun real quick. I I, I saw uh, this on uh, on the out, out in the uh, the internet. Uh, the, today is Ash Wednesday to all that celebrates. Uh, ca- this was Catholic News Agency tweeted out millions of Americans giving up baseball for Lent and has a picture of Rob, Rob Manfred with his ashes on his head. Uh, I also enjoyed. Um, Oh, yeah. I, I really I wanted you guys reaction to this, which was uh, Rob Manfred uh, right before right before he was going into the final negotiations, the extended negotiations was caught practicing his golf swing <laughs> by the Associated Press. And I'm like, dude, and first of all, he's dressed like he just got off the lakes or he's on his way to them. Uh, so, uh, I mean, <laughs> Could the man? I, I don't know. Maybe we should stop talking about Rob Manfred in this uh, stage, unless deaf. you want to rip on him more. Um, 
we, we did want to play a little bit of his press conference. And uh, Sarah, you put this at the end of your article. It's a great article. This is what it is, if you could see it. It's called There's a Good Lesson to Be Learned from the MLB and MLBPA News Conferences. Real catchy there, Sarah. <laughs> I call it a tale of two press conferences, and we had to change it so people would understand what was going on. <laughs> well, I like it. I like they were so action. illiterate they couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So uh, let's let's watch a little bit of the beginning of uh, Rob Manfred's press conference here, and then we're going to skip forward to the question and answer section. Uh, section, and sorry, it's only coming out of one ear, probably for everybody too. Even Manfred doesn't want to help the Sun Ranto show. I think he's locked us out of his audio. Yeah. Don't you know MLB can't afford a right speaker? The players <laughs> they, came here. They for can't nine afford days. a stereo mic. They worked hard. They tried to make a deal. Where does he laugh? And I appreciate their effort. That's you gotta go up to the Twitter the, the Twitter one because it's not at the beginning of this SNY feed. In total. Oh, it's not. Okay. Nope, you gotta go to the other one. Well let, let me skip to forward to then uh of major the, uh, the Q and A is what you want to hear because this whole explanation is just Rob Manfred blowing smoke up your ass is really what it boils down to. And then he has to face questions and God, it's like, you know, you're going to see the difference as Sarah said between the two press conferences, but it's like, this guy's like out of central casting evil weasel lawyer, little shit, like, like, like snarky and, and sneering and just being a piece of garbage. Like, just tone deaf as fuck. It's like, shut up, dude. It's like you, you, it's like one of those like eighties movies where the bad guy, you just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Look, he kind of, I would cast Gene Hackman as the bad guy. <laughs> Wouldn't he be perfect as Manfred? Uh, look at the, no, the James the Wood. Show. James Wood, yeah. Look at the dude in the back with, with the shades on. Like his, his job is to just hold up that backdrop right there. <laughs> so uh, but I'm going to play a little bit of this, and this is the, the Q&A part. We only get one. For the record, she took both questions. It was Hannah Kaiser from Yahoo Sports, and she's outstanding. If you don't follow her, you should. You can't really hear her. We never used the phrase well, last if, best if you had a positive offer with yeah. the union. We said to them that it was our best offer prior to the deadline to cancel games. Um, our, our negotiations are deadlocked right now. Um, but I'm not going to get into, you know, that's different than using the legal term impasse and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So there's, is just lawyerist lawyerism. Yeah. There's look, I think that, um, take it or leave it in a negotiation is not something, um, that, uh, I think is usually productive. I think always at the end, um, there's a little wiggle room somewhere, and um, I, I think that we'd like to keep the idea um, that we're willing to go back to the table and figure out whether we can make an agreement. Can, I'm going to stop it right there real quick. Um, it, you know, it, 
to me, you know, that's a, a lot of lawyeries or something that he can't he can't say they're at an impasse because that would mean that maybe the federal negotiators would need to come in and something would have to give at this point. But uh, I I think what is kind of interesting or enlightening about what he's talking about is the wiggle room aspect. And if there is wiggle room, where the hell was it? And if he's saying that wasn't their final and best offer, why did all we hear was this was MLB's final and best offer? Right. Like, and basically, what she was said, I feel like I'm living in freaking brave new world where everything's left is right and right is left and up is down. But that's the follow up question is, is if it wasn't your best offer, why would the players take it if there's more that they could get? Yeah. And yeah, I- exactly. So um, here, let me try to share this again. Uh, should I keep playing more, Sarah? Do you have- you, I actually want to point out one other thing there that is really interesting. Eugene Friedman, who is the counsel for the National Air Traffic Controllers Union and also a baseball fan, posts on Twitter a lot and has been talking a lot about what's going on with these negotiations at Eugene Friedman. Definite must follow. Um, had a threat this morning or late last night, I'm not sure which, about why he felt that language was so particular and why MLB could not be at an impasse right now. And and I'm just going to read part of his thread because I'm not a lawyer and I want to make sure I don't mess any of this up. He says, the, the subject is something called permissive subjects. We've talked about mandatory subjects, wages, hours, terms and conditions of employment benefits before. Those come from the with the duty to bargain in good faith. But permissive su- subjects are different. Permissive subjects are things that go into the CBA that are not necessarily things that have to be negotiated on. And and in the most recent version of the CBA that the players rejected, there were two permissive subjects that did not need to be in there, which meant that it's impossible for them to declare an impasse after this particular iteration of a deal. And, And one of those was that MLB wants the ability to be able to change the rules of baseball with just 45 days notice. Like if they want to make the bags bigger, they want to be able to do it with 45 days notice. If they want to implement a pitch clock, they want to do it with 45 days notice. Um, The point is that as long as those permissive subjects are in there, they can't declare an impasse. They can't bring in a federal negotiator. And here's the secondary part of this that Eugene did not tie together here, but I'm going to. Two uh, excellent Blue Jays reporters, Shee Devadi over at The Athletic and Ben Nicholson-Smith for Sportsnet Canada, both had items this morning after they talked to Ross Stripling about how the deal that the owners gave to the players to as their final best whatever offer that was not their final best offer had language in it that was new that the players felt was the owners trying to slip something past them. (laughs) And I just, that is... Can you imagine you're in like the last minutes of a CBA, the deadline is approaching and the other side's just like, yeah, we're just going to throw some language that, in here that we're that happens. That happens in government spending bills all the time. Oh, let me, let me build this bridge over the Sachikachi <laughs> River or whatever it is. You know what I mean? That happens all the time. And that, that's actually kind of what I predicted the day before that I didn't think there would be a deal done because they would get all this framework together and then there would be one last minute thing and they'd be like, oh, one more thing. And they would add something in there that would be just a, a, a like a non-starter. Let, let me play a little bit more of this um, uh, this press conference or the, the Q&A afterwards. Can you guys hear it? I can hear Manfred. I can't hear the questions, but it's okay. Um, Ron, the only thing I can say uh, is that 
from the perspective of the commissioner's office and the clubs, um, we are doing our very, very best to try to reach an agreement. Um, unfortunately, it's not something that's solely within our control. It takes two parties to reach an agreement. And so he's kind of both kind of putting it on the players. But the next question really kind of hits home. All I can say, um, nothing scheduled right now. Um, and we made a proposal this afternoon. Um, I believe without exception, every topic we have made the last proposal. Every single issue in the basic agreement, we have made the last proposal. You draw your own conclusion as to who ought to go next. Here we go. When you guys are you know, weighing these offers with the owners and, and talking things through. How much, if at all, do you weigh the financial impact on people who aren't in the room, You know, the workers at the stadiums who get affected, and, and obviously the fans? Yeah, look, I think that um, the concern about our fans is at the very top of our consideration list, followed closely by, you know, places like where we're standing, um, where people's livelihood depends on baseball, spring training baseball, and uh, certainly an important part of the calculus for us and for our owners. I laughed when I heard that. And, and, and here's Man, the thing. He I don't want such to trouble saying the word concerned because he's not concerned. He's like, I want say, what I'm would not, a, a concerned person say? Oh yeah. Concerned. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blast the reporter because I don't know who said it and I want to look more into it. But did that not seem like the biggest softball ass question? Can I think it was, but also who has a consideration list? It's at the top of our consideration list. Nobody talks like that. That is not the way normal people use words and language, Rob. Hold on. Let me take a look at my consideration list. And not Uh, only that, though, did you have a consideration list when you slashed a bunch of jobs during the pandemic? I do have a consideration list, list, Rob. Rob is at the top of my consideration list. Yeah. Do you guys want Consider to hear, kicking him in the ass? Do you guys want to hear more of this, or it, it sickens me? Like I already watched this, and I was like, Ugh. "Get to the next one." I like it when he starts getting uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. It's like Manfred Poor watching him get twist. We do need to watch him laughing though, because that was the worst. Why you say cancellation yeah. of games, and why not say reschedule, or at least make the hope to still fit the full cancel or reschedule? And, you know, we have a. Um, First time situation. So he's going to try to blow smoke up their ass again, but then the follow up question gets him. Um, interleague play every day. Um, we've never. Interleague play. Uh, so if you think about the way that the schedule works, every single day you have an interleague series where those teams are not back together enough to make rescheduling feasible. Oh my God. Here we go. I guess full pay and service time will. I guess now would be something you have to negotiate with the union and players. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that um, our position is that um, games that are not played, players will not get paid for. Mm-hmm. So let's let's stop it right there yeah. because that's a, an extremely important point right there. Because on top of all the fucking problems that baseball has had with these negotiations, you have now added a new twist into these negotiations, which is what happens – to the games that aren't played. The players were willing to play. They've been locked out. So Manfred is saying, we don't think they're getting paid and it's and they're not going to get service time credit. That's something that has to be negotiated. He can't unilaterally make that decision. So it, it's interesting that he brought that up in that press conference because he knows this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
percent. That's it. Yeah. Like he doesn't get to just say, oh, sorry, the calendar. The calendar means that we have to cancel games and therefore you don't get paid. Well, that is going to be all right. We've we got a frozen Danny. So we'll, but again, as, as it kind of gets into the interview a little bit further, I don't have control of that right now. But what start? Yeah, what starts to end up happening is that Manford starts getting irritated because they start asking more and more questions. John Heyman does a total kiss-ass question, but then asks a legitimate one, which we talked about, which was a competitive balance tax. But the next question, Danny, it looks like you're back. The yeah. next question really kind of pisses him off a little bit. Okay, let me let me try to share that again. I think I think I'm having a, look, a couple technical difficulties here. Yeah, Danny uh, has the real problem of being in lovely Mexico. Yeah, and I'm in Mexico, not so the best internet right now. Which yeah, I would trade. I would trade my internet for Mexico. Yeah. Uh, well, check it. Check it out. I'll I'll get the next question here. Rob, obviously there were some good things in the deal. Um, the so players, here's the ass kissing. Were 20% rise for the minimum uh, players, the minimum paid players. However, the CBT, um, you know, how, how do you explain? CBT. $210 million, right? So it, you're raising it to two, $220 million. That's less than a 5% rise. And then it's repeated the next two the sub, subsequent years at $220 million. So it's basically only a 5% rise over three years. You know, they would tell you the inflation is up 7% now. Their salaries have uh, stagnated. And, <laughs> laughing. Um, you know, obviously, uh, they, they wouldn't uh, like that part of the deal. Look, I'd I, explain that. Well, I, I think that it's important to look at the pattern of increases in the CBT thresholds over the last several agreements. Listen to this the one. proposal that we made is right in line uh, with the type of increases we've seen in the past. I think you also need to remember that the last five years um, been very difficult years from a revenue perspective for the industry given the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, this is, uh, and last, look, we have a payroll disparity problem. Um, and to weaken the only mechanism in the agreement that's designed to promote some semblance of competitive balance, it's just something that I don't think the club group is prepared to do right now. So if you listen to what he said, the last five years, because of the pandemic, has not been profitable. First of all, the pandemic isn't five years old, jackass. You know, that's the first thing I'm like, five years? What is he talking about? He's made it seem like this has been five years going on. No, they were making record-breaking profits until 2020. So 2016, 27, or 2017, 2018, 2019, look at the numbers. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's a lie. Well, the, yeah, this is Rob Manfred. The last five years were difficult from a revenue perspective. In 2019, the last season before the pandemic, MLB revenues jumped for a 17th straight year to a record 10.7 billion via Forbes. So that's just straight lies. They lies. made, according to Travis Sotrick again, $43 billion over the last five years, which is the length of the last CBT. But even beyond that, because people always say, oh, we don't know, we can't see the revenue, we, the books aren't open, yada, yada. That's true. 
Uh, we know that the books for the Atlanta Braves are open because the taxpayers funded their stadium. And as long as the Braves are paying that off, we can see how much money the Atlanta Braves made. And the Atlanta Braves made $1.8 billion over the last over the life of that stadium deal. So I, I beg to differ, Rob. I, I think that all of your teams can afford to take what is amounts to a less than cost of living raise to the CBT, to a pre-arb bonus structure, to the ML minimum wage, which is the lowest in professional sports, despite the fact that Major League Baseball players play 162 games. Uh, I think all of that is, is peanuts to these owners. And the only reason they're arguing against it is because they want to break the union. And I don't think they're going to. And the to other do. thing that the other thing Manfred talks about is well, you know, there's disparity among the the teams. Yeah, because your owners aren't fucking spending. They're not trying. Half the league's tanking. Yeah, so and, no and wonder we, there's a disparity in fucking payroll. And we didn't talk about it, but the whole Derek Jeter uh, quitting the Marlins, I mean, I think that has a lot to do yeah. with it because you know, Derek Jeter's probably trying to build a winner down there, and he's going to management being like, hey, can I have another $30 million? I could put a freaking playoff team together, especially if there's 14 teams in it. Um, and they're like, no, I don't think so. We're the Marlins. We can't spend, like, you know, I, he quit. And he, he quit everything. He quit everything having to do with the Marlins. I'm not doing this anymore. It's it's enlightening to me uh, that a player would be like, I can't be an owner. I'm too much. The only thing I, I hope comes out of that thing with the Marlins is that they bring the statue back. I want the, the, the flamingos and rainbows back in the stadium. That's what I want. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you seen that thing? It, it, it looks like Jerry Garcia threw up. Yes, it, and I it, like it. I like it, it too. Um. I got a couple more things I want to share with everybody. Uh, this is, I thought this was kind of funny because it, it's just been a wild kind of week. They're just meeting and we're all waiting to hear what they say and stuff. And all the poor bloggers, you know, just trying to get around on it. What's true, what's not, you know, what sifting through everything. But I thought this was kind of funny. I saw this on Twitter is that MLB trade rumors put out, and this was um, four minutes, you know, four minutes ago when I saw it, despite report. No deal close between MLB and MLBPA. Yet 17 minutes earlier, just 13 minutes pre- previously, they wrote, could a CBA compromise be closer than it seems? <laughs> like, it's just like back and forth. Uh, and um, I thought this was kind of funny. It seemed like the MLB actually employed some spam bots. I don't know if you guys saw this out there that the uh, it looks like they're their name is, it's fairly small, Asuka Hater, something like that. MLB owners bought spam bots to wage war on the players. And it was just, they were replying to everybody they could, copy and paste. This 100% is on the players, the billionaire owners, blah, blah, blah. You know, just like carrying water for owners and stuff. And I uh, just thought that was all kind of funny in this wild and woolly week that we've had. Um, let, let's I had one of them. I had one of them I was dealing with. A spammer? Yep, Janet Summers 240. Pure spammer. J- uh, Janet, yep, MLB fan 3110. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do I get one of those uh, carrying uh, water for the owner spam bot jobs? Because, like, honestly, it probably pays more than Sunrantha show where we get sit around and bitch about the owners. You know, and you so know I mean? 
so here's what happens. I'm sitting there and I'm arguing with this person. So this person is clicking on everybody and replying certain shit. And so Jesse Rogers tweeted a picture of the players uh, during the uh, press conference here I was talking about. And uh, MLB fan 3110 says a complete disgrace. You're not about Y-O-U-R. So you know this is probably come from Russia. You're not about fans. You are clueless. You just don't care. Most Americans would love to get a two-week direct deposit into their bank account on Max Scherzer's $43 million a year salary. Heck, that's more than most Americans in their lifetime. Clueless. Which I replied, what is Steve Cohen's bank account? Which bank account would Americans prefer to have? And then MLB fan 3110 says, Steve Cohen's bank account is not only for paying for the greedy players, but he is paying for the hardworking people that keep every baseball team running. It's it goes on and on. I had to stop. I was like, holy fuck, this yeah. is awful. You, you kinda know when you're engaging. Uh, we're gonna have to take a another quick, quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna have uh Mr. Joe from Obvious Shirts. Uh not Mr. Joe, I guess might as might as well. Let's call him Mr. Joe from now on. Uh but uh first a just a quick commercial break for Sun Ranto Swag. We'll be right back with Joe from Obvious Shirts. And also, I wanted to say, I am giving away a Frank Chance postcard on the show. I forgot to mention it. If you type in the word hashtag chance with a capital C, like the name Frank Chance, into the chat, I will send you this snazzy uh, Frank Chance postcard uh, with a little message from me to you. And uh, I might even tell you I love you. So uh, hashtag chance into the chat, whether you're watching on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or any of our socials. And uh, here's a quick commercial for Sun Rancho Swag. We'll be right back with Joe from Obvious. Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sun Rancho Swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a rancher long sleeve. Ride the skin bust at Tuna Town in a Dabbing Cubes fan shirt. Take gold one-eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire. Or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sun Rancho Swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors to choose from. Plus, at Sun Rancho's Swag Store, you'll find vintage John Baker Day, designated hater and Matt Camerer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunrancho.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. sunrancho.com slash swag guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sun Rancho Swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sun Rancho Swag is not responsible for your sex life. Sun Rancho Swag is for entertainment purposes only. You know, tons of people take a multivitamin, including me. I take not just a multivitamin, but extra vitamin D, uh, because I live in Chicago and don't get a lot of sun. And uh, I take uh, probiotics, and, uh, you know, I I must take sometimes five, six pills a day, uh, especially during the winter. Vitamin C, zinc. Uh, Anyway, there's a a better solution for that, uh, and it's one delicious scoop of athletic greens. Um, You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients, and it helps to support your gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. 
How much do my 17,000 vitamins cost? Probably more than that. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills like I take and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do it today. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. And guess what? Sun Ranto Show is a part of it. You can go download ColorCast, follow Sun Ranto Show, and the show you're listening to right now, Directly after it, we we went on ColorCast, and we had a great time over there. And we just, we kept on going with the show on ColorCast. And uh, you can join the room. All you got to do is follow us on Ranto Show. Here's what you got to do, actually. Download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter. Join the baseball league. Follow Sun Ranto Show, and you're going to be notified when my room goes live. And uh, we're going to be going live after every single live show this month, at the very least, uh, until the season gets started, directly after the Sun Ranto show. So check it out. It's a really cool app. And uh, join on up. I also want to add, too, is that if you were a Patreon subscriber, uh, you would be getting a copy of our conversation on the ColorCast app. That would be an addendum to the normal podcast that you're listening to now. So there is more Sun Ranto show that you're just not getting because you're not a Patreon member. Also, <laughs> you had to listen to a ColorCast app uh, ad and an Athletic Greens ad, which the Patreon uh, subscribers did not. So, your choice. In the meantime, download ColorCast. Listen to us over there. It's a lot of fun. Today's episode of the Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink but without vowels. Drunk. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Sports drink. I would like to welcome to the show a man whose shirts have been getting him laid a lot longer than me. <laughs> it's Joe from Mommy Shirts. Hey, Joe, how you doing, man? What up? What up? After that, seeing that commercial, I think I'm going to just quit. Stop me. <laughs> Either that or you can hire Danny to do your marketing. Yeah, trust nah. me. Yeah. Well, if you ever start... If, if you ever, if I you can't compete with that. If, if you ever start shooting porn, you, you know uh, who can do your marketing. Me. Um, so, uh, you're. I, wa- I wanted you to come on the show because we had a little fun uh, last night on Twitter. 
And I put out there that I, I thought – we've done this on the Sunranto show before, the, the, the top ten rejected obvious shirts because and, – and, and then all these people had hilarious answers, and, and uh, we were having a good time with it. But then it got me wondering, Joe, how many obvious shirts have there been? Um, that's a good question. I know. So like just as many, <laughs> as many as I've ever designed to put for sale, I've designed for people of all different types, reasons, events, not for sale. Like that I didn't sell on the website. Um, I would say it's well over 300 now. I think, I think just on line, we have 245 right now. And I know I've done almost a hundred that I never, that never even saw the website. So I would say well over 300. And you got a couple of new ones that are for sale that I saw uh, you tweeting out today. Uh, this one, uh, which is this shirt supports the players. Um, and you tweeted at MLB Players Inc. And you also have this one, which is this T-shirt supports minor league players. Uh, wondering if you could tell us how we can, uh, what, what that's about and how you're trying to raise money for. Yeah, so the... Pretty self-explanatory on those. The the first one is just for like the PA, and you know, all of, we're part we're licensed with the PA. So I just wanted a shirt that I don't know. Like I started this company for the players, and I'm very player. I'm I'm very team player. Hashtag team player. Um, so I wanted a shirt. They're not for sale yet. They'll probably be for sale tomorrow. We had a crazy busy day at the office today, but um. They'll probably they'll be for for sale tomorrow. The other one what, that I'm really excited about that's been in the works for a long time. The you know this t this t shirt supports minor league players because they get paid shit, and I hate that, and that's that just really pisses me off. And so uh, Brennan Davis has been really a big help in connecting me to the right people. We're gonna donate all the proceeds to uh, more than baseball. It's like um, a nonprofit for minor league baseball players. And we're going to make them – I'm just working out getting colorways. We're going to try to do as many colorways as we can so that, you know, the fan that maybe has never heard of us or comes to our website for the first time, they can get, like, uh, that T-shirt in their minor league baseball players' favorite colors or their, you know, their team's colors. Joe, I have a very important question. What's do up? These exist, do these exist in a women's V-neck? Yes. I knew, you're, <laughs> I knew I could have completed that sentence. For you, I will make it. So the awesome. problem is – Women's shirts are my biggest nightmare. Um, when I when the store opens, it'll be so much better because women can come in and shop. The problem is, is that women's cuts, every type, there's the, there's 500 suppliers out there that make women's cut shirts, and every women's cut fits completely different. I'll, I'll get the same exact supplier women's cut. Tell me like, about it. One batch, and it'll be completely different than the, the same size that it was supposed to be the batch before. So... It's women's. It's no offense. No offense to women. It's it's the it's the shirt and it's the process that I'm online only. But I was just we were just doing numbers like two weeks ago, and like seventy four percent of every women or every women's shirt that's purchased, whether it's a guy buying for his girlfriend, wife, or a girl buying for herself, seventy four percent is returned or exchanged. And wow, I'm at a loss because I pay for the shipping. I pay for them to ship it back to me, and then I pay for. I pay to ship the new one back to them. And we've had multiple times where it's gone back and forth a couple of times because we, we try our best to communicate, but yes, that was a very long winded answer for you. 
You're you're a repeat women's V-neck customer. You will get your re, you will get whatever shirt you want, or whatever colorway you want, in your women's V-neck. And tell me about this store. I, That's I exciting that. stuff. Clark and Clark and Grace, you're opening up a store. Uh, it's right by just north of G-Man Tavern. There. Uh, when when were you uh, looking to get that open by? <laughs> Opening day. <laughs> well, June, well, Joe, I, I, I did want to bring that. I did want to bring that up. You've got some extra time. You've got some extra time. No blessings in disguise. No, you know, I did want to bring that up because luckily you started off as an online brand and you now have a solid customer base and repeat customers like Sarah that get her specialty shirts. But, you know, a lot of people, we're friends with a lot of the owners of the businesses around Wrigley Field. They are very dependent on that foot traffic. The longer that this strike goes on, the more it hurts them. And, I, and I'm a, you, right. Sorry. As long as the lockout continues to go on, it's going to hurt the business owners, especially around Wrigley Field. You know, have you talked to any other business owners in the area about the situation, or did you do a lot of research in your own as how much traffic comes through Wrigley during the season? Yeah. So, good question. Um, I just shot a small segment for NBC Sports Chicago today. Um, and that was the, that's the topic they're going around and asking local restaurants, local businesses. Um, you know, the only reason why I picked the store was to be neighbors with G man tavern. Um, but, uh, I don't, I, I'm like kind of a hermit crab. I, I keep this, the, it's right now the warehouse that I'm on is right next to on common ground on gray street. I have it all like boarded, like it looks boarded up. It's just vinyl film on the windows. I, I like being a hermit crab. I like staying like not in the public eye and I, I just keep to myself. So no, I have not talked to the neighbors. Um, it pains me. It really does. It really bothers me that this lockout and the negative impact that it does have in the local business because G man tavern can't send you a beer through the internet. They can't like slide a beer off their bar and into your basement or into your dining room. Like I can send a shirt through the internet. Right. So yeah, I mean, I know when I was getting doing my store, I I we did like case studies and analysis. I know that about five, I don't know if it's 5,000 cars or 5,000 impressions are made at that intersection every single day. So that's a lot of people. Uh, you have the Camry lot right on Grace. So, so many people that park there uh, start at Grace and work their way down Clark. And that whole stretch of bars north of uh, Waveland is like, it's going to continue to be a ghost town. And it's so sad to see because when I was growing up coming to Cubs games, that was a very hot happening area. And it's just, it's just sad to see. I don't know if I answered your question, but I have not. You, talked you, to you, you did. And I, I, my heart goes out to the businesses that can't, that aren't, that aren't as fortunate as obvious churches where we were based as an e-com company. They're not like, I'm sure Uber eats has been helping a little bit, but nothing compares to, opening the atmosphere at a, at a Cubs game. Like you can't duplicate that environment anywhere. No. Well, I know Joe, I think the reason a lot of people are such a big fan of yours is because uh, you are a fan. You're just, you're like, you're one of us and uh, you know, you live and die with the Cubs and the jokes that you've told on your shirts are very much fan jokes. Like they might not get them in Topeka, Kansas, unless you're a Cubs fan. They're not going to understand the Javi, Javier Baez wears or Superman wears Javier Baez pajamas or something. They're not going to get that joke as much. 
Um, and you know, I, I just speak for myself and I say that like every little bit, every time I see you out there talking to a baseball player, putting out or doing a private thing for a charity or, uh, you know, expanding your, your brand to even other teams, which I, I get a little jealous. I'm like, Oh, Ohio Buckeyes. Oh, you know, I'm like he's not allowed to do that stuff. <laughs> no, but I'm, I, I'm so happy for your success. And usually, I'm a jealous son of a bitch. And it's and so with you, it's totally different because I like it. It's great. Um, so I really appreciate that you went to, to the the, um, the the extra. You went to the extra mile today, and in order to make some of these rejected obvious shirt slogans happen, and not only do we have the slogans, but they're actually imprinted on a shirt that will never be uh, made. So it's very exciting. Never say never. So, exactly. So uh, without further ado, let's go. There happen to be eleven of them. I, so we, we, you know, some people do top ten list. We're doing eleven. Um, I like hey, you sound like T Pain on Auto Tune right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm. I've got Mexican internet, so may, probably uh, might have to take it uh, right now. But I let's, also let's, have Mexican internet, but in a different way. <laughs> so um, let's start with this one. I, I enjoy this. The village of Bedford Park sucks. <laughs> That's what about the water supply, Joe? Come on. Oh, it should have been. Pat Hughes. saying Pat Hughes sucks, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say poor Pat Hughes. That one comes from Lockout Negotiator Jeremy on Twitter. Uh, that one. Uh, I, I like this one from Becky. MLB blackouts are neat. <laughs> Jason Derulo. That's Becky uh, Jaworski. I wrote that one. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Angel Hernandez, your favorite player's favorite umpire. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy that one. I seriously might. That one Hashtag comes from, trending again. That one comes from Jonathan Bird. Uh, I like this one. Uh, Darth Vader wears Rob Manfred pajamas. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, that one comes from Scarlet Sierra, otherwise known as Sarah. Um, <laughs> This one, this one, I think that would be a funny one to actually make, Joe. Uh, um, one is enough. It is absolutely not. <laughs> That's from Mark Walton. Um, I enjoyed this one. Um, I was a fan before 1907. That one's <laughs> that, that one's right up like that's right up my sense of humor uh, river. This one might be a seller. Uh, that one comes from yep. Furious George. He had Furious. a couple. Shout out Furious George. Furious, Furious George is always dropping heat on Twitter and fire tweets. He keep doing your thing, Furious George. You're awesome. Nice. I need to follow Furious George. Seriously, yeah, I, like, I like some of his other ones. Um, we high five with three fingers. It's like a Mordecai Brown. Uh, uh, that's Cap Anson. I didn't get that one. Oh no, uh, I didn't get that one. That's Cap Anson. His name is Cap that? Anson. Oh. Um, and uh, I, I still call the Cubs the White Stockings. <laughs> I still call. He really, it- he really was a fan before 1907. <laughs> I still call it Weakman. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. And over Orville overall. overall doesn't wear overalls. He had as well. Um, and uh, he was just a furious George. We got you. Got to hire that guy. Um, I enjoyed this one. It's gonna get me blocked finally, but um, blocked by Zaidman. 
Hopefully he's not watching tonight. <laughs> that one I got to be cool. like the last person that's not blocked by Zach Zaidman. I'm not. I am not blocked. I Are am, blocked? and I don't know how. I don't know how that happened. I all I did was in a thread where people were talking about being blocked by Zach Zaidman. I replied, "What did you do to get blocked by Zach Zaidman?" That's and cool. I was blocked. That's all you got to do. That's all, all you got to do. Now you get a shirt. I didn't know. Um, I didn't even know there was the subculture of Zach Zaidman. Like, I'll be honest. I'll I'll catch radio when I have to catch radio and I and I love I do love listening to Pat Hughes but if if I can get access to video I will always watch the Cubs game via watching the television or my phone screen or monitor or my computer monitor but you have to enlighten me or fill me in on the Zach Zaidman stuff because I I don't know much about him and I don't know about this undertone of so, that he just blocks everybody that I think it's Zach hard. I'm going to let Zach? one of the dudes who is not blocked by Zach Zaidman explain this and let's see how so, long they're not blocked. How can you block Sarah? Who blocks Sarah? Zach, Zach Zaidman was, he's a, he's a New York guy. I, what's that school in, of journalism in New York? Big one, but. Uh, Tish, NYU? Uh, no, no, no. So he sits there and Love. he is a basketball announcer and he was the Bears beat reporter. And Mark Grody used to do po- pre and post game and he used to fill in, but he would never be allowed to do play-by-play. That was when we had the infamous Coomer inning in the fifth inning when Pat goes and pees and gets something to eat. And so all of a sudden, after 2017, they decided at the score to switch Zach Zaidman on the Bears beat and Mark Grody, so they flipped. And then it just seems like like Mark kind of just has a very calm personality, kind of like if you're going to do pre- and post-games, especially Cubs post-games, you got to just kind of take it with a grain of salt and have fun with it. And Zach like takes it super serious and, and he, he name searches. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if anybody is saying anything about him, block, 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 block. It's like, dude, relax a little bit. You got a sweet ass job. What are you getting all upset about? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I do remember, I think I was coming back from the golf course one day. It was <clears throat> the Cubs, were, the Cubs were playing, well, it might have been the Pirates or whatever. I was coming. I was. I got in the car and I put the Cubs game on, and I was like, I didn't. This was probably in 2017. This kind of lines up. Did he start doing the fifth inning in 2017 or 2018? Something 2018, like yeah. Okay, so it's probably 2018. But I remember being like, "Who is this?" Like it was. It was totally not. I mean, I'm not going to hear to shit talk Zach Zaidman, but like <laughs> it was not. It just wasn't. It wasn't normal. It didn't sound normal, and it sounded very. Re- not rehearsed, but like very like trying, it's like trying really hard. He was trying really, really hard to really. He, he's kind of one of these guys that talk like this all the time. Right. Right. Here he comes to the plate. And it just like he's got that fake voice. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very strong like, 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 oh, and he hits it hard to the wall, but uh, Harrison Bader made a sensational grab at the yeah. wall. <laughs> And not only that, it's just he does basketball a ton, and so it's kind of like he's got a basketball cadence to try to call baseball, which is kind of a slower, you know what I mean? You let things kind of build. Everything's like a scream. It's like, ah. The other thing that drives people nuts, and it's called the Zackle Cackle, (laughs) is that every time, like, like, you know how, like, you know, they mess around, like, uh, Pat and uh, Ron, and all of a sudden you'll hear this, <laughs> in yes. the background, and you're just like, what the yes, yeah. and it just drives some people up the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. a rough laugh. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, they should, uh, they should like if you're if you want to call a baseball game, they should like Pat Hughes should have his own university. Like that dude is perfect. 
It does yeah. not get any better than Pat Hughes. I agree. Uh, Goat. Yeah. They should study Pat Hughes. I also think that that's part of the issue because you go from listening to Pat Hughes, who just has mm-hmm. this voice that you want to listen to forever. By the way, I am still waiting for Pat Hughes to start a game with his White Claw thing, like the White Claw ad, and then say, there's no law when you're drinking the claw. Oh, I would, that would kill be to hear <laughs> Pat Hughes better. say there's no law when you're drinking the claw. Go ahead, Pat, the analogy is like when you're driving on the highway – going 85 for two and a half hours and then you get off the ramp and you're and then you get off the a side road going 30 like for two more <laughs> miles that's the transition from pad <laughs> it's yeah, like it is. what am i doing like this is miserable <laughs> i was just going 85 for two hours and now i'm like i cannot handle this i have a really big pet peeve with driving and drivers so that was the best, <laughs> that was the best thing i could do <laughs> Well, let's get through a few more of these um, in my Zach Zabin voice. Um, let's try uh, – how about this one from Brian? St. Louis is exciting. Me. That, that was uh, from Brian Swanson. How about this one? Rob Manfred is a good commissioner. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not getting printed. <laughs> that one comes from our friend Cub Smurf. Nice uh, avatar, Cub Smurf. Yeah, that's good. Uh, man Clown. And then uh, I stand with the owners. That one comes from two. That one comes comes from a couple of people. Seth Kennedy. Seth Kennedy is and also owner. Ben Wells, who I also know. I know both those guys. And then um, this is Seth's the a good, Seth's a good interaction on Twitter too. I got to oh, give a shout out to Seth. Absolutely, yeah. He he talks to us over here. Obviously, a huge Cub fan. And um, how about this one? This is the final shirt. <laughs> Tom Ricketts is my favorite Cub. <laughs> that one comes. From uh, Brian Nairby underscore D, and uh, I wanted to point uh, point out a couple other ones that we might have missed. Uh, I like this one. Moises Alou is calm under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, about this one, uh, Matt said, "I only pee in a trough." And, uh, that one, I think you could actually sell. I would buy that one. Yeah, that would, the reason why I didn't mock that up is because that would not like that's not soup. That's not like. Cold, like cold cut rejection. That's like very doable, very possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd buy that. Uh, and then this one, this guy had a bunch. Uh, Dave Bayer, left field bleachers are equally as good as right field bleachers. <laughs> I love, Playing. I love the left field, right field sucks bleacher debate. I will die on the right field sucks hill because I am a left to left center fielder until the day that I die. Amen, brother. I like uh, this one, uh, referring to Ernie Banks. Playing two today seems excessive. <laughs> Remember, these are rejected. Yeah. Um, there is nothing, number three, there is nothing noble about Pat Hughes' choice of sweater. <laughs> uh, Paul Bacco, that's it. That's the shirt. <laughs> and number five, God bless the owners. And this one comes in from our very own uh, at his kid's band concert tonight, but not on the show, Michael Cotton, who writes in, Want to hold my cup steak? Absolutely not. Also one that could probably be a pretty top seller, but uh, maybe you'll have to do a deal with Barstool for that one. <laughs> yeah, Barstool will come at them. Yeah. They'll just steal your idea and, and uh, run with it is what they'll do. Um, so uh, those are great. I mean, I kind of was thinking about picking a winner. What, what do you guys like? To, I'll send a, I'll send a uh, Bleacher Bum Band shot glass to a winner. What, what's your favorite of those? I'll uh, I'll send a free shirt to the winner. Oh, free shirt! I'll give a $50 gift card to the winner. I'm not picking though. I'm I'm 
I'm staying out of it. I'll let you three decide. Uh, I, I picked the finalists along with you, Joe. So I think Crawley and Sarah, you guys pick it. Or my, the fans, vote, everybody type in what you want in the comments. My vote is clearly for Darth Vader wears Rob Manfred pajamas. I'll go back to him. Tom Rickards is my favorite cub. I stand with owners. Rob Manfred is a good com- commissioner. St. Louis is exciting. Blocked by Zaidman, which might be my favorite. I was a fan before 1907. One is enough. <laughs> Darth Vader wears Rob Manfred pajamas. Angel Hernandez, your favorite player's favorite umpire. MLB blackouts are neat. And the village of Bedford Park sucks. <laughs> See, I'm going to go with – this is just my opinion. I would say between Bedford Park or Angel Hernandez has my vote. One of the two I haven't decided. The Angel right. Hernandez one is really good. I I, I might uh, – and I'm still going to go with the Darth Vader wears Rob Manfred pajamas one, but Angel Hernandez is pretty good. Robert Sanchez writes in, says Angel Hernandez. I think we might have a, a quorum. Uh, Pincus likes the village of Bedford Park. See, I like, I, like the vill- I like the village of Bedford Park only because, to like what you alluded to earlier, uh, Danny, is that I like a lo- my favorite shirts are the ones that only diehard cut fans would know. It's kind of like the, if you know, you know. And like the, bill- the Bedford Park's like a deep cut. Like that is a true listener. Um, of the Cubs would would get that and think instant rejection. So that and not not only that, <laughs> but you know what Bedford Park does suck because they were a sponsor with the Cubs. Now then they the sponsored the White Sox, and then they put a fucking sign in Wrigleyville. That's so true. I remember that. God, I damn. Mean, I'm not. They put two. They put two. They put they put a they put a billboard right above Wrigleyville Sports, and if you go down Sheffield one block where the old Einstein Bagel used to be, they put a big-ass billboard that looks south on Clark Street saying that in White Sox as well. Unreal. I'm not going to my vote. Bedford Park sucks. That I'm seeing a lot of Bedford Park. might need to exist. I think people would actually buy the Block by Zayman shirt. I'm just not sure there are enough of us to make it profitable for you. And then, I, and then obvious shirts will definitely get blocked by Zayden. Blocked by Zayden. <laughs> but there's a badge of honor. I mean, if only you listened to the radio more, maybe it would have happened for you already. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that we're getting the most votes in the chat for Bedford Park. So we got, I see three for that and two for Angel Hernandez. And so I think we got to go. And then, Joe, you said you like the deep cuts. I'm, this is a deep cut kind of show. So I think we gotta go. We gotta go Bedford Park. I think it's just uh, congratulations. We'll um, go Bedford Park. Angel Hernandez. We'll get a fifteen dollars gift card. Yeah, yeah. what go. a guy. Second place. So Village of Bed- no, Bedford Park. By uh, I, I'll get in touch with you, Small ZZ three two one four on Twitter. But you just won some shit. So congratulations, um, Joe. You know I know I speak for all of us when I hope that the store is a big success. And that, uh, you know, we get a freaking season sooner than later so that you can open the damn thing and get some customers running through there. I'm so happy that you're right by G-Man because that's kind of one of my main thoughts. Meet up at G-Man. Yeah, yeah, I was well, going to say, Joe, I'm going to be at your store a lot because you're like three blocks away from my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Sarah's going to be trying on the women's cuts all day. I see, I, I see Sarah walking around Wrigleyville all the time when I'm in my car going to work and I I don't. I don't scream just to. I don't want to embarrass you, 
Uh, but next time I see you, I'm just going to scream Sarah as loud as I can because I've seen you probably 20 times just walking around the stadium. I walk, I walk a yeah. lot. I have a route that takes me like up by the ballpark to get coffee, and then I have another route that takes me down by the lake, and I, I get five to eight miles almost every day. Do you do you take uh, Waveland over to like Clark Street and then it's south on Clark Street or do I do, take, yeah. Uh, I take I take Halstead to Waveland and then I take Waveland up to Sheridan usually or not Sher- mm-hmm. uh Waveland up to Sheffield, sorry, not Sheridan. And then I like head over towards the park and walk around that way, back down towards Grace. Yep. I've seen you like probably five or ten times walking south on Clark between Grace and uh Addison. Yeah, yeah, that's that that tracks. I, I do that almost every day. I I, I think I've run into you. I must have run into you at least three or four times just this winter walking around. Yes, yeah, yeah, Danny and I are. Danny and I are just going to start recording Cup of Cubby Blue at the marquee. We're just going to like bump on into each other, court. host a podcast. It'll be fine. Just put a table and chair right on the bricks, right in front of the marquee. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> we should. I, I think we'd, I'm going to wait for the weather to get slightly better before I decide to do anything outside for more than an hour. I mean, it's not like they need the ballpark for anything else for a while. We might as well exactly. use it for something baseball-related. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Well, Joe, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you know, you rock. I, uh, You know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, we love you. All the success in the world, I hope, falls in your lap. Thanks, T-Pain. That means a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. Uh, we're going to let you go, and then we're going to uh, pinch off this episode. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we're running a little late here. We got the Color Casts show coming up right after, which is a, 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 a unfortunately an iPhone only app. You got to download it uh, and then search Sunranto Show. You can join us tonight. Uh, let yourself be heard. We'll let you on the hot seat tonight because Michael Cotton won't be on it. And uh, it's just an app where we can all talk to each other. And I'll be recording that, putting it out to the Patreon subscribers. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you will be getting a uh, you'll you'll be getting the, uh, the the recording of tonight's Color Cat Show. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, you're, you're just getting this show. So uh, subscribe on Patreon. It's only a buck. Patreon.com/slash/sunranto. It's how we keep the lights on on the show. Uh, this episode of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers who we call the Super Ranters. Who are the Super Ranters, you ask? Well, the Super Ranters have their own Sunranto RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered right to their inbox or podcatcher. Super Ranters get bonus content, like the recording of tonight's post-show conversation. They get exclusive access to the Super Ranters Facebook page and private Discord channel, which we plan on using a ton this season. Our Patreon patrons, they're eligible for all of our Sunranto contests like the Super Ranter of the Month and Sunranto Scavenger Hunts. At the $5 level, Super Ranters get to hear all my Cubs parody songs and download them before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our live shows and will have access to our Cubs Daily Show starting this coming season. Details on that to come. $12 gets you the Rancher calendar, and you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. Super Ranters, they even get access to our show notes and the pics and videos we use to produce the live show. Comes in real handy during the season if you want to know about the pitching matchups and the stuff we looked up. Plus, and this is important... 
10% of all of the Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. Because it is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community. And that's how we do it. It's how you do it when you subscribe. Here's the thing. It costs money and lots of time to produce a great Cubs fan show. And frankly, a penny a download from podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies is not enough to keep the Sunranto show on the air. We've got hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment that we have to buy, tickets, beer, batteries, guitar strings. It all adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com forward slash Sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and help us produce the Sunranto show. Final plea. If you'd buy each one of us a $12 beer at Wrigley Field for just performing the Sunranto show for you, then join us at the $3 level. It's that simple. Three bucks a month, we each get a beer at Wrigley. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me say it again. If you subscribe today, you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron or a Super Rancher again. So stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as $1 a month at Patreon.com forward slash Sunranto. Please join today. So I, I do have a quick announcement. Uh, the martyrdom of Peter O'Hay is still going at the Trapdoor Theater. Um, I can get you in free on Friday. So uh, contact me, sonranto, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O, at gmail.com if you would like to go see the recommended martyrdom of Peter O'Hay in Bucktown here in the fine city of Chicago. Um, we're just we're just papering the house is what they call it in the in the days when you have some important people in the audience and uh, you want to fill it up. Uh, that's that's what you do. You you give away free tickets. Uh, maybe Rob Manfred after he's done golfing will uh, maybe he's he's got he's not doing anything right now. Um, so uh, the other announcement I have is to save the date if this stupid lockout keeps going. Uh, we're planning on uh, uh, some sort of action slash party on April 2nd, which is a Saturday. Uh, April 2nd is would have been the, I guess, second game in Cincinnati that's already been canceled. Uh, opening day, of course, would be two days later on Monday, but I figure if there's no opening day, people don't want to come down to Wrigleyville on Monday. Um, so we'll do it on Saturday when it's more convenient for people. Maybe we do a little protesting. Maybe the Bleacher Bum Band plays. Maybe we do a roundtable. Maybe we do all sorts of things uh, to g- get together and uh, you know show that the fans have power and not let them ruin our good time. That's uh, how I'll put that. Um, so, uh, anything else to add? I got a, a TFC to pinch this thing off. If, unless you got a, a, I got a flexing cube. I say we just do the one TFC and we pinch it. All right, cool. Well, I see you've got one too, probably, don't you? Yeah, I do have one. Uh, let me uh, see I, got, I got one as well. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Um, Ryan Spader said, Rob Manfred is an amogram for Mr. Boner farted. And now you know. So, hmm. yeah, Mr. Boner farted is an anagram for Rob Manfred and vice versa. So David P. Sampson got into a trash talking thing with Jeff Passan, talking about how baseball teams aren't very profitable. 
And so Jeff Passan asks, how and David P. Sampson says, I can enlighten you all day, but your narrative would be lost. Let me know when you spend one day actually running a team. Name the day and your platform. And Jeff Passan said, David, you ran a team because your stepdad owned it. <laughs> you don't know. David P. Sampson's stepdaddy owned the Expos, got that franchise trashed, and then he trashed Miami. Yeah. Good job, David. You rock. Way to go, brother. Um, I was actually thinking that, it, and if you know, the billionaires, they own a lot of businesses, and I don't know how we can boycott all of them, but it would be interesting if somebody would compile a list of the b- businesses we could boycott that are owned by the owners of Major League Baseball, because I'm sure they just don't own baseball teams. But so, it might be difficult. Beyond who, like what they actually own, and I think this is a great idea. We can put together an MLB boycott list. That would be outstanding. Um, I did not turn this in in advance, but uh, Davey Andrews, who does some stuff for Baseball Perspectives, has written a lot of great things, put together a spreadsheet of all of the owners who inherited their money and are owning and basically own teams because daddy daddy got rich. So if you want to see a list of the 12 owners who didn't earn anything except being born into the right family, uh, by all means, you should follow Davey Andrews over on Twitter and take a look at that list. Okay, uh, we're going to give away a postcard. Uh, hashtag chance in the chat right now, and I will share this screen. Do it now this, or forever hold your peace because this is the moment. This is the moment. This is the time. All right, who's getting the postcard? Here it goes. Victor Badola. Congratulations, Victor. You are what? the winner of the chance. <laughs> I, think I don't know if it's frozen. <laughs> I think it's frozen because we're seeing a different name. So if your name is Anthony Huftles, we're really sorry. But, <laughs> you know, I, I have Victor Badola. Ah, now, now, it, now it's there. Okay. Poor Anthony, it, it was, man. I feel like you owe Anthony something. I do. I owe thing. Anthony. I'll, I'll give Anthony. Everybody's getting postcards. Victor and Anthony, you're both getting postcards. But the actual winner is Victor. Um, so Anthony, Victor, congratulations. Uh, you're going to get a postcard from me. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can everybody find uh, all your information about yourself? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at BCB underscore Sarah. I have been tweeting a lot because I am hot about what the owners are doing these days. And honestly, I got to get my bending out somewhere. I also uh, write a couple of pieces a week at Bleed Cubby Blue and co-host the Cup of Cubby Blue podcast with Danny Rocket and Andy Cruz Vanasek. Uh, that is out at least in the off season every Monday. Once the season gets going, we'll make sure to get a series by series update for all you Cubs fans. Yeah, well, hopefully that happens sooner than later because we would love to do that on this show too. And um, that once again, this is brought to you by. All of our Patreon supporters find out more about how you can become part of the show at patreon.com slash sunranto. And, of course, our friends at Carlos hold up his Club 400 ballpark lager. Delicious beer. I'm about to pour myself a uh, – I think I'm going to make mojito. 
that's what I'm feeling tonight. And uh, then we're going to see you over on the clubhouse for the post-show conversation. We're going to get it going in just a, at just about 8.30 tonight. So give me like seven, eight minutes to get over there, and uh, we'll see you over there. In the meantime, Spagog, keep the faith, people. We're going to get this done. Spagog. Go players, Spagog. Rob Manfred likes opening days in winter. Likes baseball games that don't go on too long. Rob Manfred likes more offense from the hitter. Likes juicing up the ball and hitting dogs. Intentional walks with just a finger. And old umpires are always blowing calls. Likes the National League DH, but one thing Manfred hates. Rob Manfred hates baseball. And batters who stay inside the box Like lessening the ball, dragging forward stitches And half the team's making the playoffs Rob Manfred likes pitchers who face three batters And not paying minor leaguers at all Like the catch don't block the plate But one thing Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball Houston Astros cheat. He likes out ticket prices, keep the fans out, and Xing teams out of the minor leagues. Rob Manfred's gonna bring us world out of fires to tell CB Buckner that he's been wrong. He likes putting money in the bank, but one thing Manfred hates: Rob Manfred hates baseball. Let's punch it in the face. Rob Manfred hates baseball. He's one guy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.